Hey, hello, what's up, and welcome into this week's episode of the Geek Garage Podcast, number 66, where we're going, metaphorically at least, back to school. With me, as always, is show founder David. Hello, David. Hello, Ted. How are you? I am, uh, <laughs> I'm a miserable sack of shit, David, I'm going to tell you. Uh, how are you? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm great, uh, and I'm kind of, I'm a little sad and disappointed that you didn't uh, introduce me again as uh, fuck. What was it like two weeks ago? Series you... regular. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're gonna redo the intro. Uh, Join as always oh, with uh, series regular, David. <laughs> that was so good. Like yeah. I, I obviously I still find it hilarious. I'm probably the only fucking person that does, but you know, whatever. All right. I am glad that my uh, ineptitude brings you joy. Uh, <laughs> That's that's all about that, that's the important thing about this whole conversation. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, David, I know you're very excited about this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you are kind of the reason that we're even doing this episode. Uh, it was something that you thought up and it seemed to get a lot of traction with the listeners. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Such as they are. So, um, I will basically be letting you talk and just putting in my two cents. So it'll be a regular episode for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh pretty pretty par for the course yeah that's Um, that's pretty much how it goes but uh we are kicking off our back to school uh series the two-parter that we're going to do where we talk about movies that um are maybe not that maybe don't take place fully in schools but are kind of centered around the idea of uh being in school uh today we're going to be covering 10 things i hate about you bill and ted's excellent adventure and the breakfast club we have thoughts on all of them uh, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be doing a podcast on them. Way to go, mm. Ted. You're really selling it. Uh, but first, some great, things buddy. that we have to cover. Mr. David, take it away. Sure. So we just recently launched uh, our Geek Garage Creations shop uh, on our website. Um, and, and these first couple things, uh, like always, if you are new to the podcast or you haven't listened in a while, they are for you. But like I said, we just launched our shop on our website where we have um we have a couple of t-shirt designs we have a shit ton of stickers to choose from and uh it's it's basically all custom made from me because i have little to nothing to do with my time uh, unless i'm taking care of my children and my mental health um but yeah uh, uh there's a lot to choose from on there and uh, so if you are into like buying weird and or geeky stickers and slapping them on your car or laptop or wall or whatever uh, then we we are your hookup so definitely go check that out it's geekrogepodcast.com slash shop um we also have our comic corner we released a couple of issues so far and we have more on the way uh like i said if you haven't tuned in in a while or if you're new um comic corner is basically our supplementary blog post where we talk about and review comics that we are into and enjoy um like i said we have a couple issues that we've done thus far and we definitely have more planned in the near future um if you are interested in interacting with us on our off time uh, when we're not recording or um or gearing up to record, uh, the best way to do so is via our Facebook group page. Uh, if you just get on Facebook and search Geek Garage Podcast fans and listeners, um, or you can click on the link in the show notes, it will be there as well. Um, that is where we do fun stuff like we have talk, talk about geeky, nerdy topics. We conduct polls. Um, that's how we came up with this topic of back to school. I Well, I came up with it, and then we... Uh, that's how we narrowed down the movies that the six movies that we decided on was um, was you guys, you wonderful, um, fantastic listeners, all all seven of you. I, I think we're up to now seven. That, yeah, that I, right. I quit counting once I got to five. I was just like, you know what? This is fame. This is fame. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is fame, bro. I mean, there, there's five whole people and they're not even our family. Um, not all of them, at least. <laughs> no, I, I know for certain that none of my fucking family listens. They're like. I mean, I have to put up, I had to put up with you for 18 years. You're out of my house. I, I don't have to listen to you anymore. Um, so, I so yeah. feel, bro. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, give us a follow or, or click join, whatever the fuck that proper call to action is for a fucking Facebook it's group. Called like, um, you know what? I think for a Facebook page, it's a like, 
but for a group, it's a follow. David, I haven't had Facebook in like 10 years, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, well, I mean, aside from this, uh, our, our amazing group page, you're not missing much. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. Um, but you're on Twitter, which is its own shitstorm. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I'm on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's 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 a different story um and lastly if you would like to support the podcast there are a couple ways to do so you can support us monetarily via patreon we promise that we don't use your money to buy drugs uh cough cough (laughs) right uh not not all the time just some of the time no uh we take Every single dime that is given to us and we pour it back into the podcast one way or another, whether that's funding trips to conventions, uh, funding new um, new and improved uh, tech like new microphones and recording equipment and cameras and, and blah, 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 just ways to make the podcast better. Uh, we don't really take it and, you know, go out on the town. So not like there's a town to go out on right now. Um, oh, I mean, you could go downtown Nashville with all the fuck sticks that are down there and all the woo girls and bachelorettes yes Um, someone who lives in the city that's a very sore subject (laughs) yeah um don't don't do that like if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about like if you don't live in nashville and you're thinking about coming here um don't (laughs) yeah you do Uh, wear a mask (laughs) yes yes um but yeah mostly don't (laughs) yeah but not right now yeah uh try try next summer um or do your bachelor party somewhere else um go to las vegas like normal people all right (laughs) right yeah uh anyways uh getting back on track um if you are interested in supporting the show uh that is not um does not involve money sorry uh you can leave us a rating and review on apple podcast um we accept nothing less than five stars that's right if you try and leave us something less than five um, and or a negative comment, we yeah. will, eh, we won't find you because no, we no, won't. we will find you and I will make David shit on your front porch. <laughs> yes. We, we won't get, we won't get physical, but we will be very, very passive. There will be feces involved. <laughs> yes. And it won't even be in a convenient spot like your front lawn nope. um, where it will like fertilize. Nope. Uh, Rubbing it, it on the door handles. Yes. It, it'll be like Billy Madison. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> that's that's exactly how it's good to go down, folks. All right. Or Aren't you glad you tuned there. into this fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah. No. We are garbage bastard men. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on that note, we are going to get this shit show on the road. Ted, are you ready? Good, sir. <sighs> if you have to be. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's do this thing. So first up, we have 10 Things I Hate About You. David, I know you love this movie. Um, I have watched it. I don't know that I share your enthusiasm. And I know that just by saying that, that's going to get me in a lot of trouble with my lady, who also loves this movie. So um, I'll let you take the lead on this one. (laughs) Yeah. um, So love is, I mean, just by itself on its own, a complicated word, right? Um, So... I guess you could say that I love this movie. Um, you, you've always mentioned in the past that like there, there are movies that you voice that you quote unquote love that, that are not traditionally like good in, in, the, right. uh, but, but you will like quote unquote die on this hill yeah. where, you know, th- <clears throat> this is kind of my, that movie for me, uh, at least one of them. Um, I saw it at probably the most appropriate age that you should see this movie um, when you haven't seen a lot of movies yet. And so you don't know what a fucking good movie is. <laughs> and and yeah, so I, I saw it. I think it came out in 1999. And I, I think I saw it maybe my freshman year of high school, uh, which would have been 2001. So it had been out for a couple of years. And, uh, I don't know, like it, it just, it, it's kind of hard to explain. Like I was, 
I was and kind of always have been like a sucker for a relatively decent like high school comedy rom-com style flick like this and clueless and mean girls which is uh, i think is on deck for next week um and of course we'll we'll get into that um just i don't know it's i guess a guilty pleasure if you want to use that that's probably the most uh, accurate way to describe how i feel about this movie Mm -hmm. um i will say that it is in fact not a good movie um (laughs) And I'm sure that you share a pretty similar sentiment. Um, yeah, um, I would agree that it's not a good movie. To me, it's almost like I have a lot of complicated feelings about it because, of course, it's an adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew. By right, and you're a big Shakespeare I'm a person. huge Shakespeare fan. Um, his comedy is less so than the dramas, uh, mm-hmm. but... But, I, you know, I do, I mean, I recognize the talent there and the genius there. Um, right. I, I am interested to hear, uh, so I, I'm assuming you have read The Taming of the Shrew, right? Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to hear, so I I don't think I read it, but uh, I feel like during a podcast a couple weeks ago, we, we brought up, like, me going to see The Taming of the Shrew at TPAC, like, a long time ago. But mm-hmm. regardless... Um, so you've read it. I, I want to know how you think the the movie like stacks up against the play as far as um, I don't know the the accuracy of the translation. I mean, obviously it's this is a teenage rom com, and the Taming of the Shrew is a a, a Shakespearean work of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's not going to be super similar, but it is you know a quote unquote adaptation. So I, I was curious what you thought in terms of its you know, accuracy for like a better words right so i mean I'm, I'm definitely not like a shakespearean scholar um, sure I, in my opinion and this is just my opinion i'm sure that there's you know somebody's gonna hear about hear about this podcast and be like i'm actually shakespeare you know um mm-hmm. and do that whole spiel but i think that in terms of i guess the overall theme mm-hmm. uh, or the overall tone maybe it's pretty spot on um, okay uh, I would say that a fair number of people think of Shakespeare and think of like stuffy, flowery language, but Shakespeare was kind of like, like he liked dick jokes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I, I pretty lowbrow yeah. <laughs> for all of his, uh, you know, highbrow. Like, like Macbeth is basically the pinnacle of human achievement in the arts, and then he's also like the same guy who made a butt sex joke in Romeo and Juliet. You know what I mean? So it's like it's, you take the good, you take the bad, um, right? So to speak. So I think in terms of that, it stacks it pretty well. I, I was never a huge fan of The Taming of the Shrew. It's like one of my lowest, least favorite, you know, works that he did. Sure. Um. So like when I heard about this movie, I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I kind of will agree that it's not a great movie. I, I think of it as like they were uh, the writers were like let's do an adaptation and then let's have like one very thin plot and then let's just make this a collection of scenes that we can turn into punchlines no that's it 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 is very much a mess in that way so when i when i recently rewatched this i was like yeah this this is kind of a mess like uh it was not as well put together as i once remembered in my formative years um but i mean i i do still very much enjoy it um like like i said i I will die on the hill of 10 things i hate about you just because it it has so many classic moments that i still love like and i I actually took down just a a bunch of random notes or i mean it's not a bunch but a few um that i kind of took down as the movie was going um the first is joseph joseph gordon levitt is a fucking baby in this movie like i didn't realize how friggin young he was like i think he was pretty uh pretty close to high school age yeah this um, is right after he was on third rock from the sun right yeah this, um, so this he was, was like his like a, he was a, a kid basically I, he, he may have been a teenager by the time this came out i'm not i don't know his life like that you know but right he was young yeah um so yeah I, I don't know if this was his theatrical debut but it was pretty close to it um if it wasn't um but yeah uh as soon as uh, I see Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger for the first time, my first thought was, I don't know who I'm attracted to more. Um, 
aside from the dad, he might be my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think his, uh, his singing scene kind of steals the fucking show for me. Um, yeah, that is, so uh, probably the funniest scene in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um it, so, it, it cracks me up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, I was, uh, I was reading some of the trivia on, uh, on the movie cause I never really looked into it. And, uh, so all this entire movie was shot on location. Um, it was shot in Washington and, and they used locations for everything. They, they didn't do any set building, which I thought was really cool. So yeah. they, they shot at an actual, uh, high school, um, this fucking castle of a high school. It was originally like, a. I think it was a venue of some sort. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what, but it was it was shut down and then they reopened it as a high school. And then and so they actually filmed at this high school. And the marching band that played during that scene, that was the actual school's marching band. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. And the the recording that they did, the the Frankie Valley um, recording, um, mm-hmm. that was the actual band that that recorded that. So I thought that was pretty neat um cool. yeah and then heath ledger fucking killing it with the dance moves and the singing ability and all that and yeah it's just fucking classic uh but uh let's see uh what else did i write down random thoughts wise um oh yeah uh mr morgan the the uh i don't know english teacher i guess at, at literature uh, yeah i don't know what class that's supposed to be but um why is he like three years older than his high school students? Like, is it just me? Like, that seems a little strange, but I've had, I had a couple teachers in high school that weren't that much older than me. Sure. Uh, but I, that even, even back then, it, it, there was a couple things. There's a couple things about this movie that like, other than its overall quality, <laughs> uh, have always bothered me. It was this. And then, the amount that Joey initially offers to pay uh, uh, Patrick to take out Cat, mm-hmm. um, he initially pays him twenty fucking dollars. Okay, this is in nineteen ninety nine, so movies back then were still what like maybe six dollars each, six six or, six or seven dollars, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So that's that's like basically the money he would need to go to the movies. I was like, I don't fucking get it. Like, how is that like paying someone to take some girl out to the movies like as a favor? I, I <laughs> um, so yeah, I I guess it's a good thing in the end that you know he got him to raise it to like fucking a hundred dollars and then two hundred dollars because mm-hmm. um, I, I mean maybe they started at twenty so they had something to work with in the script. I I don't know. Uh, yeah. This- so. So I plug that into an inflation calculator and uh, in 2020 money, that's fun to say, uh, <laughs> that would be like $31 and change. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically like taking a date to the movies. Yeah. No, <laughs> no refreshments. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Nobody like the 3d. All right. We're just straight up regular ass movie. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I don't know exactly where the incentive was there for for um patrick to take her out like was he gonna do gonna buy a pack of gum with the fucking three dollars he has left over yes um bazooka joe right yeah um but that you know we're we're just grasping at straws um splitting hairs whatever um but yeah uh the dad had the best jokes of the fucking movie um when cat uh, puts her fucking car in reverse and rams into Joey's car. Uh, the next scene is him going, whoops, my insurance does not cover PMS. <laughs> yeah. He's got some good lines. Yeah. Uh, is is pretty funny. Um, it does amuse me though, for a movie that like tries to, um, put out its like sort of quote unquote woke bona fides where like the character of cat is like, fairly progressive and and mm-hmm. you know even the english teacher is talking about like you know ask the school board why they can't get a, a book written by a black person you know um, yeah but 
also on the, at, at the same time like all that's played for laughs too so it's very it's very confusing tonally <laughs> like <laughs> yeah uh it <laughs> yeah you are you are definitely right about that um and then like when he goes on that short little rant the the rastafarians the white guys are like that's right man and he's like don't even get me fucking started on youtube shut, shut the fuck up basically <laughs> um the uh, the joke about uh, that uh, I, f- I forget what it is that the guy that Joseph Gordon Levitt's character befriends basically at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. but he's you know introducing them to like all the cliques and whatnot at the school and he, he they pass by like the the wannabe cowboys and he's like the closest that they've gotten to a cow is McDonald's yeah <laughs> joke always like fucking cracked me up I don't um, it's good one liners yeah yeah for sure um, apparently the table dance scene at the party was the thing that led to julia styles landing her role in save the last dance that is an amazing bit of trivia (laughs) yeah um it it really is um for so many reasons um but i think my favorite reason is because like the dancing is so subpar in both (laughs) (laughs) like it is just okay and this is passable get the fuck out (laughs) yeah and and like like there was a a a video meme circulating a few months ago that was like i can't believe when save the last dance came out we all thought this was great dancing (laughs) and it was like her final dance scene that she had to do for juilliard and i was watching i was like my life is a lie yeah (laughs) like it was a different time it was a more innocent time i don't think 9-11 had happened yet you know Uh, just (laughs) we let you go (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, yeah, um, but, um, one last piece of trivia, uh, and, and I think this is probably my favorite, um, so the band that, that makes a, a couple different appearances in the movie is that really big, uh, 90s band, Letters to Cleo. I never really listened to them a whole lot, but mm-hmm. I did hear about them, uh, because of this movie, due to this movie, um, but they, uh, they said that, <clears throat> So the the scene at the very end when they are playing on the actual rooftop of the school, the uh, you know they uh, drones and stuff didn't exist back then so, uh, to accomplish that shot. So they had to use a helicopter, and apparently, like so, if you remember, if you think back to that scene, that rooftop it's not very big and spacious. Like it's pretty close quarters and there's no gates around it so it would be pretty easy to like accidentally fall off and and so apparently every time that the helicopter had to take off uh, because you know it was a slow panning shot as you know the the shot rose with the helicopter and you eventually see the band as just the shot gets you know more wide open um apparently every time the helicopter had to take off to do more um do more shots it was five hundred thousand dollars holy shit <laughs> um and so the director like goes to the band and especially to kay hanley um he's like okay no pressure but if you don't, don't do it in one take we're fucked <laughs> don't fuck this up um don't get scared and like tremble and and fuck this shot up uh no pressure but every time we have to bring the helicopter back and do it again it costs five hundred thousand dollars um and so, yeah i i think i shat myself when i saw this i i, I, I yeah um and, and that's five hundred thousand dollars in in 1999 money um so i don't know exactly what that equates to today yeah i already closed down the inflation calculator so we'll never know <laughs> i'll drop it in the show notes i yeah, won't none of this matters <laughs> um yeah, uh, that's uh, that's about it um, for as far as trivia. Um, I don't really have any. I feel like I, I I should talk more about the movie or, or say more things, but like I want to leave room for the other the other movies. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't I feel like if I focus on this movie too much, I might pick it apart and then end up like like you know what? Fuck this movie. It's not even that great. Um, I just want to. Yeah. You know, leave it in, in that that own special box where i understand and, and recognize its faults but i still love it um and i still have that special place for it 
So, um, but I am I am glad that you got at least a tiny smidgen of enjoyment out of it and didn't completely like jump in oncoming traffic after you saw it. Or no, no, it was too late. There wasn't enough traffic to warrant that. But um, the only thing that I ever really think about this movie is that I always get scenes with it and not another teen movie confused. So both of those movies exist as the same movie in my brain. Yeah. Uh, no, not another teen movie is fantastic uh at it's fantastic at what it attempts to do and what it attempts to do is make fun of all the other teen movies because that's what's in the title um so yeah it's it's pretty great um so yeah uh you want to want to jump to the next movie i do in fact cool all right so up next we got the breakfast club your favorite right (laughs) he said with heavy sarcasm um i literally we could spend the next two hours talking about this movie and i still don't think i would have a good thing to say about it so once again i'll let you take the lead um well uh you are in pretty similar company with this not going to say the same Uh, we don't have the same thoughts I, i think this movie has a few semi redeeming qualities um i still so it i feel like it aged well but at the same time it didn't age well um and it's good but it's also not good at the same time like you there were a bunch of things that i you know when you can't really put your finger on a problem or several problems that you have with a movie. Like, you know that there's something there, but you can't quite put your finger on it. When you texted me about it the other night, when I said that I was going to revisit this, you, you said, what was it you said? Um, it was, it was about the, the makeover scene with Molly Reynold and, um, what, uh, Ali, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Um, so the whole like core concept of the movie is like, we're different and that's okay. We accept one another, but they don't accept her. They just make her hot. And then they're like, yeah, okay, cool. You're, you're good now that you're hot, <laughs> which uh, completely undermines the whole point <laughs> because they're supposed to be like, we're all di-. like, it's even in that stupid fucking speech at the end where it's like a jock, an outsider, pseudo goth, whatever the fuck they describe themselves at. And then at the end, they're just like, yeah, you weren't that hot, but now we all want to have sex with you, so you're in. Like, <laughs> I mean, just to play devil's advocate, they did have that big like roundtable discussion at, at the top of the on the second floor of the library. Uh, they did have that first, you know, the the come to Jesus meeting before they did the makeover. So they at that point in time, I, I feel like they did have some sort of like uh, cathartic moment together. But you are correct that, I mean, is this the first movie that did that? That was like, let's make the, uh, the quote unquote, like, uh, outsider, ugly girl, pretty. And all of a sudden everyone's going to be into her. Like, um, I mean, that's a pretty, terrible trope. That's a pretty heavy trope that's been used before. Like even, like even the taming of the shrew even is, is sort of that same sure. thing. Um, it's, not 100% the same where they're like, you're not pretty or not like in the sense of where a lot of teen movies are where it's like, Oh, she took her glasses off and she's the hot girl. Now. Like it's not, it's it's a little different than that, but um, that's a pretty, yeah, that that's a pretty, pretty well-worn trope. Right. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to pick a favorite character, it would definitely be Judd Nelson's character. Uh, this isn't the reason why uh, this is just a, a random piece of trivia, but it is kind of entertaining. He, he basically pulled a Jared Leto and terrorized the fucking cast of the movie during filming. Like he didn't break character during, during like in between scenes and stuff. So he like, he was a dick to pretty much fucking everyone. And then afterwards, um, John Hughes swore that he would never fucking work with it again. As one does. Uh, right. Um, also, uh, Andrew, uh, Amelia Estevez's character, uh, I'm pretty sure that he did la- rails of coke instead of smoking weed. 
because I have never once smoked weed and then wanted to like do fucking karate kicks and goddamn somersaults and cartwheels um, in, in, in doing laps uh, around a fucking library. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand that weed hits everyone differently, but I honestly have never seen anyone smoke and then like want to go be energetic and shit. Like I understand that sativa is a little bit more stimulating than your indica, but I don't, I just, I found that kind of hilarious. And then John Hughes, apparently like he said that if he could change one thing, he would not have the glass break when he goes back into that room and does the, ah, where he screams and the glass breaks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is a very odd choice of like, yeah, if I could change one thing, it would be that. That's very specific. Yeah, it is very specific. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Like, like I said, I think this movie does have its moments. Um, it's, I, I feel like it. You can look at some of the the overarching themes instead of like the shitty characters. Not, and I'm not talking about like the how shitty they were written. Although an argument could be made. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the themes of like confronting your fears and embracing your true self, like there is, I feel like there's something there. And, and so if you wanted to kind of dissect it in that way, um, and, and go in a different direction, that's not talking, really talking about the characters specifically and how they interact with each other. Um, you know, I, I feel like there is some substance there, but you know, I, I didn't watch this movie. Like I didn't quote unquote grow up with it and mm. watching when i was you know really young um i i think the first time i watched it i was maybe in my early to mid 20s so definitely not my formative years and mm. uh i mean i i i will say that i liked it more back then than i do mm. now and i think that kind of ties back to 10 things i hate about you where i had not yet seen um, like I had seen transformers and that was it. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, transformers is at the fucking top of the list. Uh, <laughs> the robots in disguise. Oh my God, Michael Bay. I'm going to jerk you off. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was like my top of the list. So breakfast club really, you know, it was, it ranked high up there. Um, and then I watched it and I was like, um, Okay. So, like it would literally be like hot and cold hot and cold like waxing and waning the entire movie like like it kind of kind of slow to start out and then like there would be one movie like oh that was pretty funny i i remember that part of the, you know that line was pretty good good one-liner and then all of a sudden it get like fucking boring again and i'm just like okay nothing's happening this is stupid then something funny what or interesting would happen and it's just like that the entire movie and i'm like I feel like it doesn't really establish like any sort of pacing if you will so um yeah I don't, I don't, do, you, do you have any any other thoughts regarding the breakfast club um I, <laughs> it's bad i don't know uh to to be fair and this is as close to nice as i'll be um i was like this is just nothing about this movie interested me so i was never gonna like it um, I don't like John Hughes's work that much um, at all, really. Um, I hate 16 Candles almost as much as I hate this. Uh, yeah, 16 Candles is, uh, in fact, not good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm probably going to be single after this because, of course, you know, my girlfriend loves all these fucking movies. <laughs> but, um, you know, we had a good run. What can I say? <laughs> I'm going to miss her. Uh, if you're listening, uh, we, we love you dearly and we promise not to shit on too many more of the movies that you love. Well, I can't, um, don't, don't make promises for me, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so when I say we, I, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, there you go. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I will watch 10 things I hate about with, uh, 10 things I hate about you with you, Ted's girlfriend. <laughs> I will watch um, it with you. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just, I can't take the movie seriously when they're like, no, you have to be pretty before you're one of us. I just can't, I can't. That's just, that's, that's what all hinges on for me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I did look at a little bit of movie trivia for this. 
I thought it was hilarious that even Molly Ringwald can't do the lipstick trick. Like they they had to like shove it in her fucking uh, shirt or whatever, and then use camera trickery and different camera angles to make it look like she was putting lipstick on with her boobs. Uh, and I, I was. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just found that fucking hilarious. Um, and of course, maybe it's because all I all I could think about was Phyllis from The Office, where she's like, I can do that <laughs> trick where Molly Ringwald puts lipstick on like she does in uh, The Breakfast Club. And then Pam's like, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, <clears throat> uh, one last piece of trivia. The the scene where uh, they were on the second second floor and they were all trading the stories and stuff like how they got to um, got to be in detention to begin with. That was not scripted. Like all the actors came up with like their own reasons why they would be in, um, uh, in detention. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting how they kind of like ad libbed all that. Um, it was uh, impromptu. So I thought that was kind of neat, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to move on to a movie that you'll actually have stuff to talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last, but definitely, surely not least. First Bill. in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? First in our hearts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Ted, I'm going to let you kick this one off since I did the first two. Yes. Uh, we're finally going to talk about a good movie. Uh, and that is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And then, David, when you edit this, I'm going to need you to go ahead and put in the guitar sound. Okay. Oh, okay. Make it cool. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that people will be surprised to hear that I like this movie, but I fucking love this movie. It's so goddamn dumb, but it's, it's <laughs> I love it so much. Um, plus, Keanu. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just by default, you have to like it. It's, it's the rules. It's the it, rules. it is. It is literally the rules. Yes. Written in stone. Um, I rewatched this for the first time in a while the other night. Uh, I know David, you did, you did as well. I think, right? I did. I watched it for the first time ever. I I started oh. it once a couple years ago, and then I got distracted by something and ended up not finishing it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, so this uh, was my first time watching it. Yeah. Um, and what did what did what did you think? Honestly, I loved it. Like I I kind of side with you and the the when you were trying to when I was asking like if it was worth buying it or if I should just rent it, you're like, eh. yeah, <laughs> like, like it is. Uh, so I, I just Maybe. put my notes, like it is both equal parts, good and bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a quote unquote good movie. No, no, um, bad. <laughs> but it, it is a most excellent movie ah you see what i did there it has a certain charm to it yeah um uh, and, and i know people are like well ted you just bitched about 10 things i hate about you saying that it doesn't make any sense it's totally inconsistent and like it's just a string of things leading up to punchlines. bill and ted's the same way bro now you're like i love this movie yeah that's because opinions are nuanced okay first of all uh second of all shut up <laughs> person i just made up uh <laughs> But no, it, it's not a it's not a quote unquote good movie, right? Like I can admit that it's basically mm-hmm. just like, hey, how can we make these two dipshits uh, crack wise throughout history? And uh, to that is very successful. I'll give him yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not good. It's bad, but I love it. Right. I, I complicated. It's <laughs> a lot of a lot of complicated layers and complicated feelings. Layers. It's like, it's like yeah, an it's onion. Like an onion. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny pretty really funny actually was they didn't say socrates's name correctly until the very end (laughs) like until their final presentation i was like so great yeah i I was like i guess you could say confused uh because they called him so the entire time and then like so were they fucking around were they fucking with him the entire time no they're morons dude did they finally learn it at the end yes um uh, once again i am overanalyzing a very minute part in a movie that should not be overanalyzed or really shouldn't be analyzed at all really (laughs) yeah um there we go again on my own um so uh yeah that that was one of the things that i thought was kind of funny um yeah there's um 
there's so many like really weird, funny things that I think work somehow. They shouldn't, but they do. Like these guys are morons, but they speak in a way that's like how a dumb person thinks a smart person would talk. <laughs> and what I mean is like, like he's like, my name is <laughs> Bill Esquire. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right? Like I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Or like, uh, that would be most excellent. Like, they have this weird affectation where they try and speak properly or what they assume is properly, but it's so fucking wrong. <laughs> right. I, I feel like they they think or they are the smartest people out of their stoner group. Like, like if, I mean, hypothetically speaking, if they had a stoner group, like they would, they would be the smartest ones. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny how they're also like self-aware where they're like, uh, there's the part where (laughs) he's just like, uh, the wise man knows that he knows nothing. And they're like, that's us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's one of the reasons why this movie works well, period and kind of holds up is because it's it does have that self-awareness to it um that that kind of that evolved well uh, i mean granted yeah. there are a few other things that didn't evolve super yeah there's, well. there's some things that did not age very well at all no <laughs> but you know uh like like we've said before on the podcast it's um one of those relics of the past where you look at it and be like oh yeah movies used to be like that where yeah. like guys would accidentally touch each other and be like, "Thing." Yeah. So um, cult- culture change, cultural norms change. Sure. You know. Um. So there's some parts that you're like, oh, and, and there, there's also some stuff with uh, s- some of the jokes about like the the his stepmom being like their age. They're kind of gross, but right. Um, uh, th- there was one similar joke that I I had in my notes about ten things I hate about you. Um. That. Uh, it kind of is on the same note uh not cat uh, her sister um bianca she mm-hmm. she has the line can't you just find some blind deaf retard to take you out so i can go out on one date like i audibly said wow yeah <laughs> there's the uh there's a line like that in the the 90s godzilla movie with matthew broderick where they're trying to run through new york and it like it literally it does a cut to a close-up of one of the other characters and she's like run retard no it's like i wasn't offended necessarily but i was like whoa like how kind of like you said like i was like holy shit i totally forgot that was a thing that just used to be cool to say you know what i mean like, yeah that was once upon a time that was a thing that happened in movies it's a different and time kids we it, don't talk about those times anymore <laughs> it definitely does not happen now um and like I said, cultural norms change. So, you For know, sure. the things that we say now that we think are proper in 20 years, the the youth, damn them, are going to be like, oh, actually, that's very offensive. Right, um, yeah. You know, so everything. As the movie says, be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good way to put it. Um, but yeah, I, I this movie is dumb, but it has a lot of heart. And that wins a lot of points yeah. for me. It's, it's yeah. basically the best way I can sum it up. I, I love it. It's it's fucking stupid. Um, but it's just, there's something endearing about it. No, no, for sure. Uh, one, uh, there, there were a couple pieces of interesting trivia, but one that I, I just kind of randomly picked out was <clears throat> apparently the German dub uh, for, uh, of this movie has kind of gained like cult status and and so like they had to i don't know if they had to like translate um a certain like the san what's the the place that they live san san dimas san dimas um san dimas high school football rules uh like that that very like california style like dude like that right. those kinds of phrases they had to translate for german and then of course the germans and their language do what they do best and like make it horrifically terrible <laughs> and horrible. i mean like well yeah when it's pronounced i guess but like i've i've always associated the german language with like being able to come up with like words or, or phrases that we we all have and understand 
um, and have personally experienced here in America, but we don't have like phrases for them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have they have really great specific words. Exactly right. And like, well, deja vu is French, but like that's a good that's a good example. Or Schadenfreude. That's that's a German one that's good. Just like the the joy you experience in someone else's misery. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah, or Gutenprank. Yeah, <laughs> Gutenprank. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that and uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, that that Dwight used. Bestischmensch. Bestischmensch. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's that and, uh, um, uh, perfect and schlag. I am so deep in perfect and schlag right now. Just ah. I refuse to believe that's a real thing. That's got to be something they just made up for the office. Quite possibly. Um, but anyways, um, back on track to not being on track. Uh, uh apparently the. The line, um, be excellent to each other, like kind of roughly translated in German to color and colorful and excellent is the bean. That and might be like, better. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, um, that is fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like I kind of want to get that tattooed somewhere now. Like, um, I do too. <laughs> Dude, let's go get tattoos together. Most excellent. <laughs> I, I think that's that's an appropriate response. I mean, that's the response that I was hoping for, at least. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyways, um, no. Uh, I, I feel like this movie, like I said um, a few minutes ago, I, I feel like it has aged well. You know, like we covered, um, you know, there are a few sore spots that you know you're like, oh yeah, can't get away with that anymore. But um, for the most part, I mean, they weren't gratuitous. Those parts. No, know? it it wasn't like. It like wasn't like some other movies, around. especially, I think we talked about this on the last episode or a couple episodes ago, where like, especially comedies in the early and mid 2000s were just like, the punchline was you're gay. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, where this one, they, they do have that one moment, you know, where they say uh, that unfortunate word, but. Right. And, and, but like shortly before that, <laughs> what does he say to the the guy like when he comes running down the stairs and he starts to fight the guy with the sword he's like you kill my friend you fucking you dick weeds. Edge of medieval dickweeds yeah. <laughs> like i i just died laughing at that fucking part um also can we talk about fucking george carlin like obviously we need to talk about george carlin the the late great my uh one of my, favorite, my favorite comedians of all time um you know keeping it real yeah um i don't know uh, do, do you have any thoughts on george carlin being in this movie playing his role it it, it always amuses me because you see george carlin in this movie and he's like very and it's not just this movie actually now that i think about it it's, it's a lot of his acting roles they're very different from his stand-up very different in that for this movie in particular, since that's the one we're discussing, he's like very reserved mm -hmm. and like calm. And I will always associate like mania with George Carlin, <laughs> just like yelling and frothing at the mouth. And I, right. I love George Carlin. You know, like, I, like you said, he's one of my favorite standups as well. Um, but to, to me, it just, it just shows that like he was more than just a guy who can say funny things. Like I, I'm yeah. not going to say that he was a great actor by any stretch, but like he gave it, the old college try as the saying goes. Right. And I mean, he did have several, you know, uh, opportunities on screen. You know, he, he did have a quote unquote career as an actor. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't just like one or two random movies. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought uh, kind of like you were, were alluding to like his, his performance in this was pretty unlike anything I've really seen him in or, or, uh, pretty unlike his comedy routine that that at least i know it i, I haven't seen much of his stand-up routine from his earlier days like in the 70s and 80s but I, I am pretty familiar with his stuff in like the late 90s um that where it gets like super political and um uh, and just absolutely shits on religion like his complaints and grievances hbo special is probably my number one favorite special of all time it's just like his take on the the ten commandments just fucking floors me every time. Like I'm like, God damn George Carlin, why you got to be so good? <laughs> it's uh, I mean, do you know the routine that I'm talking about? His his bit on the ten commandments. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, 
he basically files it down to two. He's like, thou shalt try really hard not to kill anyone. And you should, uh, or no, uh, number one was, uh, thou shalt always be faithful and honest to the provider of thy nookie. And thou shalt try really hard not to kill anyone of, unless of course they pray to a different invisible man than you do. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, is pretty good. But <clears throat> anyways, um, well, yeah. Uh, do, do you have any final closing thoughts on Bill and Ted? Or uh, I can't wait until Face the Music comes out. That's that's my last thought. Me too, that. brother. Me too. We got well, we got like one more week, right? Uh, until it's, it's pretty soon. Um, um, I just hope that I'm able to see it in a theater. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, well, actually, I just uh, um, a knee jerk reaction uh, to unlocking my phone was getting on Facebook. Um, I have a problem. But the first thing that popped up was uh, it looks like um, AMC is still set to reopen um, this month. So, so yeah, hopefully theater uh, uh, Regal Theaters will follow in suit and keep their um, August 21st date uh, that they, they have declared now. So, um, yeah, we're, Ted and I were definitely ready to get back in, in the movies. Yeah, I'm a... Uh jones and jones and real bad i miss it yeah um uh what i mean a a random thing that i I just saw today i I think it's been announced for at least a week or two but apparently disney made the decision to not release mulan in theaters at all like i think it was supposed to come out back in march like right when the theaters uh shut down Mm -hmm. and so it, it didn't even get a chance to be released at all and I, I guess they tossed around the idea of, or they, they, so they actually did push back the date several times and, and then they're just like, fuck it. We're going to release it on Disney plus. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. But then like, I kept reading the article and it was like, uh, yeah, so not only it's going to be on Disney plus, but you're going to have to pay like twenty nine ninety nine for it. Um, which I, I mean, I know that like, movie theaters like on their web official websites are are doing that or maybe not the movie theater websites what is it like universal or, or yeah uh you know the uh the animation studio ones i think were basically charging like 20 bucks to either rent or buy the movie it's um i, I guess if you take your family it does come out to be less than what you would pay to to take three or four people to go see the movie so i mean 30 bucks isn't bad necessarily especially considering that if you do this with mulan it's not a rental like you get to keep it i mean it's a digital copy of course but um yeah it was a little surprising that they decided to release it on disney plus period but then charge for it uh but what are you gonna do um you know white people problems and all that uh i suppose um yeah, it kind of, <clears throat> kind of is what it is. I don't know. Um, I think that movies, the theater model is, uh, yeah. I don't know how much longer it's got. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm hoping a lot longer. I, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic because, goddamn, like there's nothing like going to the movie theater. Like, yeah, I I agree hundred percent. Like I, that's one of the. I, I don't know what would be worse, like the fact that there just could potentially not be theaters anymore or the fact that it's like the only time you go to a theater would be to see like a big blockbuster movie and smaller movies just go straight to digital or, or right. you know, they all wind up on Netflix or, or what have you. Like, and like I, not to shit on Netflix, like I've got Netflix. I think most, pretty much everybody has fucking Netflix, I think at this point. Yeah. But like in terms of first watch for a movie, no matter the movie, I would rather it be in a theater. For sure. Yeah. And I do, I, I do respect Chris Nolan and his, um, his firm stance on pushing Tenet back as much as possible and refusing to release it digitally and not allowing his fans and, and, and watchers to go experience it in theaters. Because I, I don't know if he used IMAX cameras, but I'm, pretty sure it's supposed to be released in imax theaters isn't that right yeah yeah 
So, um, and, I mean, it, it, Chris Nolan's movies just notoriously um, sh- should be seen on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, I have a really complicated relationship personally with Chris Nolan's work, Christopher Nolan's work. Because- You're not the only one, buddy. I feel like that he has never had a conversation with another human being in his life. Um, I think that he is a robot because I don't think he understands how humans emote either, but damn, he makes shit look really good. (laughs) In fact, he does. Um, He knows how to cinemagraph. Uh, So yeah, uh, props to him. Uh, I still don't like interstellar, uh, but you know, props to him. I I appreciate his work. I don't hate interstellar. I just, like I said, I don't think he's ever had an emotional conversation in his life. You might be right. This is another discussion for another time. (laughs) Elon Musk would be like, dude, you need to get some emotions, bro. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, uh, anyway, that's Uh, a nerdy ass joke for you right there. Yeah. Uh, one last thing before we sign off, something we should always do and don't is uh, our recommendation segment called Shit That Doesn't Suck. These are things that we have watched, read, listened to, heard, what have you uh, recently that we think are worth checking out. Uh, mine, as anyone who's ever listened to the podcast or talked to me in real life knows, I am a huge fan of Kung Fu or Wuja movies. Uh, and I just rewatched for the first time in a long time five elements ninjas uh this is on netflix it is a shaw brothers film which for all of my other uh kung fu fans out there know that that means quality um it's good it's bad but it's good (laughs) uh in terms of plot of something to write home about it's pretty standard fare of a revenge story uh but it's got really great action scenes and it's uh it's a pretty good mix of you know the action and the drama and then some kind of um, like slapstick and, and, and in other types of comedy. So it is on Netflix. I don't know how much longer it's been on there for a while. So it might stick around for a while yet as well, but uh, definitely worth checking out. Cool. Um, my shit that doesn't suck is uh, a movie that I finally uh, got the courage to see again. And that was hereditary. Um, I didn't. I haven't talked about Hereditary as my shit that doesn't suck recently, have I? Uh, no, I don't. Th- I know we talked about it, but I don't think it was as shit that doesn't suck. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I finally got the guts to watch it again, and um, it was pretty much just as scary the the, uh, the second time as it was watching it the first time. Uh. <clears throat> I think the main reason why was that uh, the, the first time I watched it was on my older TV. It's still a good TV, but it's like bordering on almost 15 years old. Um, mm. But but it was pretty top of the line when I got it. And, you know, it's, it's held up. Anyways, um, what I'm trying to say is like it didn't handle like really dark and, and like deep blacks that uh, as nearly as well as my OLED TV. Uh, tv does and that's not a flex i'm just trying to be as specific as possible it was a flex um, all right well either way <laughs> um but no uh so basically I, I'm, I'm trying to say that i i was able to visually see things that i could not see the first time and, and ted we were actually talking about this earlier today where you you actually brought up a moment and i think it was an episode where we covered hereditary and you were talking about um tony collette's character uh, towards the end oh spoiler folks um spoilers um when she's up uh kind of in the corner of the ceiling like of the, peering, of the room yeah yeah like just peering down at him um i could not see that the first time i watched it i thought it was just a very very prolonged shot of him like sitting up in bed and trying to figure out like i guess he's in that like nappy haze where he wakes up and he's like what year is it um so i thought that that's what was going on but it wasn't until uh like when you mentioned it that i discovered that she was kind of up there like i knew that she was in the room because you know there's the next shot that's kind of closer to him and you see her like scurry along the walls like a fucking rat right um or spider and and so i knew that she was in there but i just didn't initially see her up there 
and and so the my new tv with the deep blacks they were you know able to display that and i was like like my heart stopped beating i was like motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty damn terrifying um and then like when it it goes from day to night and all of a sudden you see the fucking naked people surrounding the house i'm like oh my god shit's about to go down again it's it's getting real (laughs) shit's getting real up in this motherfucker um so yeah uh that that is my shit that doesn't suck hereditary um if you haven't seen it um sorry i just spoiled one of the more crazier moments for you um but you should still see it you still watch it it's great yeah if you're a fan of horror movies good horror movies um then you should definitely watch it so um but yeah I, i think that'll that'll do it for us for this episode ted you got any final thoughts or feelings that you want to share with uh with the world with our listeners no god no <laughs> so you want to spare them this time yes <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i will i shall spare them as well um you know be excellent to each other and as always be kind stay geeky and watch this cake bye you on dudes yeah <laughs>